Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I knew what I was going to do was going to be very special with my life. I'm an example just to show people that like, you come up from nothing. Prince had dedicated his whole legacy to celebrating women, celebrating women of color, and celebrating positive music. I'm going to uphold that. You're your own worst critic. I feel like you should be it anyways, but I, I'm always that, and I was just hating my song, so I was hating myself. Some people are at their cubicle job right now making way less than us. Some people are across the world in a goddamn sweatshop making like nothing a day, and we're getting paid to sing and dance. To sing and dance, that's a blessing. Artists out here, they're just willing to settle for anything. You know what I mean? And once you're willing to settle for anything, you deserve anything you settle for. Yo, this young murder. Yo, this is Lizzo. This is August Regal. What's good? It's Kehlani. This is your man, Blake Carrington. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my guest today is Sodden, also known as AJ Sodden, who has a debut show happening this Friday, September 1st at the Mod Club. Sodden started out as an actor, most commonly known for his role in the long-running TV series, The Grassy, The Next Generation. He's now making music. He released his first EP, Before I Met You, four months ago, and just released a brand new EP, and Midsummer's Daydream, which is out on Apple Music. We talked about his upbringing, how he got into music, and so much more, and his producer, MJ's, was also in the studio with us. Sodden on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourselves. All right. First and foremost, my name is Sodden, a.k.a. AJ Sodden, a.k.a. Connor from Degrassi. But that's old news. I brought a special guest with me. His name is... MJ. I'm MJ, I'm Sound's producer. Everything that I wanted, everything I wanted, babe. Everything that I need, everything I need, babe. Just give me one reason, give me one reason, babe. Why we shouldn't be dancing? Just standing all alone, dance with me. We can dance all night, endlessly. Everything about you, everything I see. guys uh and meet each other so basically he's actually my my cousin my blood cousin actual cousin that's like actual go- like, see that you when he said blood cousin now we know right yeah like it's he's all- actually like <laughs> i not no cousin yeah he's actually we know. Yeah, yeah like um my grandma's sister's daughter's son <laughs> but he's like a southern by blood mm-hmm. you know so like it doesn't get any closer than that mm. yeah and so it's it's pretty so you and he's your producer one yeah, of your main producers he's or, like you know everything that i touch goes through him yeah so like he has a hand on everything that i've ever like put out into the world mm. aside from like sunset and like the road mm-hmm. yeah and and we, we're noticing that in terms of uh like if you look at the last successful artist the past five years mm-hmm. there's the main producer whether it be an in-house producer that guy that everything goes through yeah Right. Why? Why? Why do you think that it's important as an artist for you? And then MJ, you can talk about that too. 
I feel like it yeah. builds originality in a sense. You know, it helps you last longer in the industry in a sense where like, say for example, you have one guy, it just builds exclusivity. It builds like, yo, I want to be like that. You know what I mean? I want to be a, a duo. You know, there's like, there's like the Drake in the 40s. There's the Cardis and the Pierres. You know, like there's like, who else? Um, Quincy, Michael. Yeah. You know, like, you want to take it back there, you know? Yeah. 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 But I just feel like it just builds chemistry. Like it just, it's the chemistry that helps make that great music. You know, when you have good chemistry with somebody, you stick with it. You know, mm. it's like, it's almost like a relationship at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. In a sense where like you get what you put into it. Mm. And just like a relationship, especially after some time has passed by, there's no, you're not scared to be honest. Exactly. Because that, exactly. you know, in the yeah. beginning, you, you know, you don't want to yeah, hurt people's with, feelings. Yeah. yeah. For sure. You don't want to like come off on a wrong vibe or anything, but yeah. we're like so real with each other. Like if, if I don't like something or it doesn't sound right, I want to hear it differently. I'll tell them straight. Like this is how, just for like the better of him, you know, it's not mm. to hate or to um, try to just put my two cents in, you know? Yeah, and talk about that from the producer perspective. If he has, he does a whack take, you can say, "Yo, fuck that." He tells me straight. Yeah, no, I'll <laughs> tell like, you. You can go again. I know you're better than that. Yeah, yeah. And it's from a genuine place. It's not like me just trying to talk like, shit. Yeah, or like you know, just try to get on his nerves and stuff. It's like I know he could do better. I've heard it. Mm. So, like he knows of all people what I'm capable of. Um, he'll tell me like just like I like push him to be better. In, in whatever in, in way in terms of production like he does he reciprocates the same thing cause like sometimes like you, know, you don't always make a fire beat it it doesn't happen like that like sometimes you need to have like the right inspiration the, the right like vibe if he's like singing to it while I'm making it it makes me want to make the beat more like go into it you know so mm -hmm. it's like it's a 50-50 like you said it's a relationship Dope, dope, dope. So Sodden, AJ Sodden, what is it? What's the Sodden, AJ Sodden? It seems like... So it's just yeah. Sodden. Sodden. Yeah, okay, it's just okay. like, you know, just yeah. drop the AJ, just yeah. straight Sodden. You Sodden, know? okay. Um, and that's a family name. That's my last name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my last name. And uh, I'm actually like the last, you know, boy Sodden. So like, I'm trying to carry on the legacy as, as mm -hmm. much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you uh, uh, you know uh, you have a show coming up this Friday. You Absolutely. just uh, release uh, rele uh, release an EP today. Mm -hmm. Your first time doing radio interviews. Uh, what's the energy you're feeling right now, man? Honestly, yeah, like this is cloud nine. You know, this is like everything that I've what that we've ever wanted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we never like we started off like literally. I showed him sunset. And he, I'm, we're going to just go into the basic, like oh, where it all started. We, we definitely are. Okay, perfect. Okay. So basically what happened was, I remember one day I had Sunset like recorded and it was, you know, it was mixed and it wasn't mastered yet, but I pulled up on him. I, show, I showed him, I was like, yo, cause he was into making beats mm -hmm. for like the longest time. So I pulled up on him. I was like, yo fam, I want you to take this in. And I believe I had Passenger and I had, and I had Sunset. Yeah. Those are the two songs that I had that I played for him. And after that, I was like, yo, what are you saying tomorrow? Or like, what are you saying this weekend? Let's cook up. So I was like, I had, I have a condo in Mississauga and I just told him to pull up. I was like, yo, like, let's get to work. We made like eight songs in two days. Like it was yeah, just straight. Like, like, like they weren't like top quality songs, but they were like, they, they were, were great ideas. Time and like, yeah, like we still sometimes sing them to this day because mm -hmm. it's just like their melodies that you Or can. we'll reference them. Yeah, or we'll reference them. And it's like, yeah, it just all started 
So this is what? How many? Like a couple of years ago? This was literally a year. This was two years ago. I want to say yeah. to be it's safe. Like, like it's about March to be will be like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So before this point, though, you guys never collaborated on music, or did you? No, guys know you we guys- never had anything like serious like that yeah. in common. You know, music like he was like we always were close. You know, we yeah. have I have pictures of me holding him as a baby. You know what I mean? Like pictures of us like playing in the park, but it was never like anything that we could relate on like yeah the same level. You know, it was just like cousin, like big cousin, little cousin. Mm. You know, so to have. Somebody in your family. You're holding him as a baby. So how old are you? Like twelve? I'm no. I'm <laughs> he's eighteen. I'm twenty five. I'm the old one here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's no. like I'm just trying to. Yeah. I'm just trying to make sure he's you know in a great place by the time he's my age. Dope. Yeah. You know. That's that's great. Uh, and uh, you released a new EP today. Yes. A Midsummer's Dream. Tell me about that. Yeah. So basically, um, a Midsummer's Daydream is a project. It's a four song project from. Um, basically me and me and mj we were out in la for a couple of days you know um i think it was like a week and then um within four days of that week we we managed to make four songs that we thought were like a great representation of our trip slash whatever we were feeling at the time it was like a hashtag mood Mm -hmm. it's a vibe you know one of those (laughs) ones so we literally were like geez and everything we made prior to that and after that it didn't really follow that vibe so i was like honestly i just want to put it in, in a four song ep i had another song but it was a deep song you know whereas this was all up stuff and i was like you know what? i'll just save it for my deeper stuff later on mm. but um yeah nonetheless a midsummer's daydream was really like his first project where he stepped outside of what he was used to yeah. and i did the same thing you know it was both of our way of expressing ourselves how so how 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 is that outside the what you guys usually do because he usually makes like like the boom clap like it's just regular like you know hat and a whatever but this is like it's more i guess dance inspired you know like everything has like a you could dance to it type feel Mm -hmm. and we i've never made beats like that i started off making like trap beats and like hip-hop type stuff so it was uh it was just like crazy to like expand in our horizons and just you know make something that quickly too like we literally made that whole project written everything within that week obviously it wasn't finalized like we came back here uh, to toronto and we like mixed it engineered it and stuff df but, did that yeah us. df was like the a big key for sure huge key and mm-hmm. df's very talented he's shout like our DF, guy yeah, shout out to df and who's k forest producer right yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's k forest yeah he He's a great guy, man. That's, Shout out to DF. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, and the last project before that was uh, Before I Met You, which was your first EP. Yeah. Tell us about that. So basically, it was just, you know, um, Sad Boy Sodden at his finest. Sad Boy Sodden. <laughs> yeah, so that was who it was. Sad and, boy. you know, um, that was me going through some stuff and me being, like you said, super vulnerable and and expressing myself in whatever way I felt I had to to get mm. some stuff off my chest you know because when i when i get into my my emotions or my feelings i don't really like to talk to people that i don't like you know i don't really like to talk to people about it so by me writing about it it was like writing into a journal you know what i mean like like i felt like i was when i wrote stuff down on my phone it was like saving me in a way you know so like time for me was just like me being like yo you know would you make time for me like type of thing you know and then with you was like you know 
with you. I don't I don't want to blink with you. I don't want to think, you know, that type of stuff. And what else was there on there? Like fall through, you know, all of this was very breakup inspired and um, me being super vulnerable and emotional. Why you doing those things? Why you acting like that? I don't know. Why you moving that way? I ain't in all that I'm all for you. All for you. I'm all for you. Why you moving like that? I ain't in all that light. No, 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 no. Can you tell me what is it about music that makes you comfortable uh, uh, to share it in the song, but not in conversation or talking to somebody? Because I feel like when I talk to people, I can't really trust them. Mm. But when I talk to people at a like a lot of people at a time, I want to let people know that they're not alone going through stuff. Whereas like people can you know don't outside of this guy, he's really the only person who knows all my deepest like feelings you know whereas if i talk to people and i say you know all this stuff about going through breakups or whatnot i know people are like like there's how many people in the world like seven billion or something possibly half of those people are going through the same thing remotely and i if i if i i think that if i express that to everybody people will feel less alone you know Hmm. hmm yeah, like, uh, in whatever way they want to interpret it, it's all, it's exactly. all up to them. It's however they want to take it, whether it's vibes for them or whether it's something they can relate to, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's up to them. Hmm. And, uh, like, uh, one producer that I named that I keep seeing up, uh, and I think he was on before I met you, uh, how do you pronounce it? Jaden? Jaden? Jaden. How do you say it? Jaden. Jaden. Jaden, yeah. I see, I'm seeing this guy's name pop up everywhere. Yeah, he's doing big things. And I guess he's one of the producers that made French Montana Unfor- Unforgettable. Yeah, he's one of the producers on that. Yeah, and and it's also worked with Ram Riddles yeah. and A Boogie. Yeah. Uh, what was it like? What I keep saying this to a lot of artists. I think uh, being here from Toronto, mm-hmm. we were kind of spoiled with the producers that we have here, right? Yeah. Would you seriously. agree with that as an artist? Yeah. Like oh, our yeah. producers are some of the best in the world. I feel like all the artists from Toronto are some of the best in the world. Like I was watching the VMAs yesterday and I was yeah. like, geez, Sean Mendez, Alicia, what's her name? Alicia Cara? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. B- what? Yeah. And then we got all the other people. Like we have all these big Toronto acts. Like we're just really changing the game. You know, mm-hmm. producers, artists, no, like no matter what, I feel like Canada is just making a huge impact. Not even Canada, like. Toronto, Toronto is really Toronto. taking over. Yeah, mm. it's crazy because everyone's seeing that now. Like I, I was looking at Alicia Cara yesterday, and I was like, she's from Brampton. <laughs> like she's out here, some of the biggest songs. She's out here, just won an award. You know, like big ups to her. You know, so it's crazy. We really are spoiled, and we really are blessed. What does that do for you when you see, you know, more than one? It's not only Drake, right? Yeah. Like more than one artist. Alicia Caras, the Jacoys, yeah. whoever, they're signed, they're doing their thing. Mm-hmm. What does that do for you guys as artists and producers? Me. It inspires me. You know, it inspires you us. you know that there's a spotlight right now on, like, the city. Yeah. Like, really, like, from my view, at least, like, other than Atlanta, 
like we are the only hot spot for music right now. Hmm. Like, LA is not really making noise, unfortunately. Because everyone goes to LA. everybody goes to LA thinking, yeah, like that they're gonna be, you know, the biggest shot or whatever. But like I feel like right now Toronto has the juice, you know. And uh, you know, you guys went to LA. So when you go to LA and people say, "Where are you from?" And you say, "Toronto." What's yeah, the response damn. like? Oh, you're from the six, eh? Hey? Yeah, you're from you're the from six. You're from the six, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, nobody really calls it the six, yeah. but, you know. But yeah, that place. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're from Toronto. Do you feel pride when you say that? Like, when you say... Of course. I always feel pride. I even say Mississauga, because yeah. that's where I, I'm That's where I'm from. That's where yeah. I live. That's where I was born, mm-hmm. you know? I'll say, I'm from Mississauga. Oh, where's that? Oh, that's just like, you know, it's where the airport is. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people forget that yeah. the airport's in Mississauga. Yeah, yeah. True. True. You, you, you must also drop, say, you know, where Party Next Door is also from. Of course. <laughs> of course. Party, <laughs> Rami, all those guys. You know, one guy that's uh, 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 on your EP, uh, and he seems like he knows all the up-and-coming Toronto artists, Ye Ali. Like, yeah. th- this guy seems like he's worked with the K-Forest. He's like... A curator almost, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's working with the hottest up and coming artists before they even blow up. Like, how yeah. did you guys connect with Ye Ali? So basically, um, it's so crazy because Ye Ali is like, he's a cool guy. You know, I see him at events all the time. I'm like, geez, like we got to get some shit going. You know, like let's work together. And so he told me he's like, yo, pull up to the studio one day. So I was like, all right, cool. And he's like, yo, I have this song that I want you to hop on. It's some unreleased shit that we haven't dropped yet. But um, and I was like, yo, I, I kind of feel like you would compliment this song she worked very well you know it'd be, it'd be a, it would put a nice twist on it and he was like all right cool he listened to it. he's like yo i f with this crazy you know this is hard the melodies are hard i was like thank you man i really appreciate it so then um long story short i'm i'm in the studio with him and i swear he inspired me that day this guy banged out like three songs i was like this guy's working man like i need to be on my like work like this sure. like you know so shout out to Ye Ali though. Hmm. Your debut show. Yes. This Friday, September first, at the Mod Club. Yes. Tell that me sounds about so it. crazy. You saying that right now? Was yes. Crazy. Like that was. Got chills or like uh, like surreal or what? Yeah, I just forgot for a second. <laughs> I was just like thinking about this, and I was just like, "Oh, show Friday." Tell me about it. Your first show. Like, what's I mean, what's going through your mind right now? I mean, you know, uh, it's one of those things where. I feel like this is something I've always wanted, you know, in a sense where like I made this decision in my life. So I have to deal with everything that comes with it, you know, whether it be nerves, whether it be um, pressure, whether it be whatever. I feel like I have to just face it. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. going on a roller coaster. I put myself in that seat. You know, I want to feel that that drop. So I just got to wait for the anticipation of going up and then all of a sudden I'm just going to drop and. That's just how it's gonna be, you know. Mm. The good drop, though. Yeah, the good drop, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you once you you're done that roller coaster, you're like, oh, I want to do that again. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. you enjoy it after a while, you know. Yeah. You become a roller coaster fanatic. <laughs> you know, you get a seasons pass. Yeah. You know. So, uh, yeah, man. So, how are you preparing for that show? Like, you know, I can imagine the 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 planning that might go into that you're saying yo this is my debut show yeah like what what's the thought process into that so basically um we've been working very hard on the visuals with a guy named jeff um you know tanner's been helping out a lot yeah shout out jeff he's cool yeah shout out tanner shout out jeff shout out mj you know shout out to df all these people are helping make 
this Yo, show happen this show possible yeah and i'm super grateful for them oh shout out to taha and fala oh yeah for sure for they, sure. they've been helping me with the merch as well you know oh you're gonna have merch yeah i'm gonna have merch it's like it's not even a merch like that it's just like wavy gear that mm-hmm. i designed myself mm-hmm. so all the clothes that i'm i'm like i'm about to put out are mostly designed by me mm-hmm. so you know um with help obviously through my boys taha and fala so yeah you can't you can never do it by yourself exactly as much as i think i can do this by myself i can't you know i like i can but it won't be as good as if i work with people Mm -hmm. you know i feel like people like to think that oh i could do this all by myself i could do this by myself but you won't get as far you know teamwork makes the dream work Mm -hmm. and so for the people who are going to come to this show what's what's it going to be like what's that experience going to be like honestly yeah it's the experience is going to be something that they've never experienced before from a, from a first show like like I'm from saying, a debut show from a it's debut different. show like yeah. we're 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 coming on a different approach like How yeah. so? people are just they if you're coming to this show you're coming to see like this performance like him like you're coming to see this um we don't really have like extras in it you know like there's nothing like mm. we're just taking a different route with this show yeah so I feel like I feel like people are gonna expect something at first, and then it's gonna be like different when it actually comes, like when the show's here. Hmm. So you know, like we're gonna we're gonna have the regular like merch and and all that, but like, yeah. But we want it to also be about putting on a good show. Yeah, that's what we pride ourselves in as yeah. far as this goes. You know, I'm I'm taking vocal lessons. You oh, know, you know, okay. I'm, I'm I'm doing everything that I need to possibly do to have a good show. I've been working out like for a month straight, eating healthy. Yeah. You know, I've just been trying to be the best me I could possibly be for this show. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to make this my my best like mm. show possible. You well, know, it's gonna go down in history, your first show ever. ever. And, uh, and you know, the cool thing uh, right now is for us, especially the people who are listening right now. You know, you're gonna hear the music from Sodden, uh, but if you'd like to be part of history, the first show. show. You know, there's 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 the type of fans who they call themselves the day ones. Yeah. You know, say I was supporting them from this. Yeah. Yeah. This is your opportunity. Yeah. This is your opportunity. You come to this show for sure. Four years from now, and on on YouTube, you can comment on his thing. I was at his first show, Mark Lab. You know, if yeah. you're that type of fan, you come out and you like the music, you can come out exactly to, uh, to the show. So we gotta take it all the way back. Yeah. I like to know about. So you're from Mississauga. Yes, I'm from born Mississauga. and raised. Born and raised. I was born in uh, Trillium Hospital in Mississauga, and May 14th. May 14th. Yeah, 1990. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the specific. I'm a tourist, so I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> And your family, who's in your like? What's your family makeup? Um, I think it's just. Um, Sister, I was gonna make a joke to yeah. be honest. I would be like makeup. I don't know. I live with women, and like I don't know what brand they use. <laughs> but that's taking it way too far, you know. <laughs> but anyways, I'm gonna get back to the seriousness. Um, the makeup is I have two sisters, mm-hmm. my mom and my dad. Um, and uh, what was like? What was it like growing up? Growing family. up, yeah, I yeah. I grew up in a very um, artistic ho- household. Okay. You know, my dad was always bumping records. You know, my mom was always singing. What kind of music was bumping? Everything, like everything from like Fleetwood Mac to Dixie Chicks to Bob Marley to Michael Jackson to Stevie Wonder to like the Eagles to like everything possible to like Fall Out Boy to like mm. you know Panic at the Disco like everything possible. That's awesome. Yeah, and honestly, like. Even like some reggae and soca, you know what I mean? Like I grew up listening to all that. So it was just it was just that fusion 
of creativity and energy and you know positive vibes that eventually turned into this but mm. yeah but your your sister Shadia was a big influence on you she was that's crazy I, I was gonna mention her name but I didn't know you would know her name but yeah she was she was like getting into acting and then you saw that and you thought it was magic tell, yeah. tell me about that so basically um I grew up and my sister was kind of like you know she was kind of a star and I was like damn like I wonder what that's like you know <laughs> so I told my mom I was like mom I kind of want to try out acting you know like let me see what it's all about you know Shadi is doing it and I was like six years old or something like that so uh I told my mom my mom told my sister's agent at the time and she got me an audition she's like oh it's funny because like there's actually this role it's called uh the Natalie Cole biopic you know like whatever and Natalie Cole was in it so I was like geez that's that's lit you know mm -hmm. so um I I remember literally just saying mm -hmm. um literally just saying yeah I'd love to try out for it I tried out for the for the movie and I ended up getting the part it was like my first role ever I booked and I was like it must be a sign you know so the Natalie Cole who, who was like that was the daughter of of Nat, Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole. Like, unforgettable. Yeah. Like, big. Big song. But, like, you felt like it was magic. What What was it about you? Like, what was the magical about what your sister was doing? Like, the acting or the film? Or it was TV? more so, like, yeah. the relationship that I had with my sister. Oh, okay. You know, just seeing how she was my sister through the day and, like, or, like, through the night. And then, like, and some big actress by day you know she was like yeah. Anna Montana to me at the time yeah and I was like damn like how you doing that like and then being my sister at the same time like it was kind of like it was inspiring mm. especially a bigger older sister especially like some you. like I never really yeah. had like an older brother or like yeah like someone that I could really like look up to like that it was just my sister you know mm -hmm. so more so I just seen that and I was like damn like my sister's doing big things she motivated me she taught me how to read like when I was younger you know she was like a, a great um figure in my life that's awesome so you kept getting into you get, kept getting a, a bunch of work yeah right and uh like you were hosting uh open your ears uh yeah YTV you were on YTV man yeah it was actually yeah. like TVO it was like the okay yeah it was like TVO it was this show called like open your ears mm -hmm. I tried to really like you know leave that behind <laughs> but you know <laughs> people find everything on the internet <laughs> You can't hide so, nothing nowadays. Yeah, but I'm not ashamed of it. You know what happened? Yeah. Um, you know, I was like, fifth. I was like 14 years old. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm not really upset about that. I, I had a great time. It was a great. I, I got to miss a lot of school. You know, I was happy with it. Yeah. I wasn't complaining. I still passed all my, my, my courses, all my grades. So. Dope. And w yeah. so when did music come into play then? You're doing music? all these, uh, you know, these roles in acting and TV and film. And when did the music come into play? Yeah, so basically the music was always there. You know, I was always writing. I was always, you know, into music. I used to, like, make beats on, like, FL Studio back in the day. Like, me and my boy, like, we were literally writing raps and, like, using some computer mic. And um, I've always been into music. But it wasn't until, like, recently when I went through, like, a lot of stuff, like, a lot of personal stuff where I was like, you know what? Let me just get what I have to say off. Mm -hmm. Just, you know... Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and so, like, what did you learn from, like, what was, was there any transferable skills from all the TV, film, and acting, and music, anything similar or different? Um, so as far as that goes, uh, it just helped me with professionalism, 
you know, it helped me know that there's work and then there's fun time. You know what I mean? Like there's a fine line between business and pleasure. Like not everyone's going to be like your friend at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like I have to just be in it for work. So that's what really like acting and being around the industry when I when I grew up really taught me. Mm. You know, it taught me that, you know, at the end of the day, this is a job. Like, this isn't 100% fun. You can have fun through your job, but this is a job at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know? Because in the music industry, it's probably not as structured as film and TV. Exactly. Right? It's all over the place. You know, film, yeah. and, film and TV, there's literally hundreds of people yeah. above you. You're you working, know, you're working on somebody else's time. Exactly, and time is somebody's money. So if you're messing up somebody else's time, yeah. they're gonna get pissed at you, and they could say, "Yo, you're off the show." Yeah. Or yo, you're off this. Like literally, you have to go through so many people. Like you'll get called into somewhere, get a warning, be like, "Yo, it's like an actual job. You work yeah. for people." There's a union. There's a union. All... Everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's literally like with acting or with acting. Like I said, you you follow orders almost you know what i mean aside from you doing you and playing the character's part mm-hmm. so but, with music with there not being as much structure you make your own structure how do you make sure you know like what are you doing in music and making sure that you're about your business i guess um i guess it like acting was sort of like school in a sense you know it kind of taught me how to like lay the responsibilities and principles down for myself and then stick to a goal and set it you know like i'd get a script in acting and i'd get the date that I'd be filming that on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it taught me how to stick to a deadline and, you know, stay punctual. If you're listening to this, you're most likely subscribed to the Come Up Show podcast. But if you're not, we're available on all platforms, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, or many more. If you have an iPhone, iPad, Mac computer, I'd really love and appreciate your rating and review of the Come Up Show podcast. It'll make a huge difference in the visibility of the podcast, which means more listeners and securing high quality guests. Be a part of the growth of the Come Up Show podcast and give your boy a five-star rating and review. This is one of the biggest things you could do for the Come Up Show and it only takes a second. Click the link in the description below. Rate and review the Come Up Show podcast. I truly appreciate it. So you were saying, you know, you're always uh, messing around with FL Studio and all that type of stuff. Who, was it, who were your inspirations in rap at that time? Um, Honestly, my inspirations were probably like Jeez, I don't even know. It's like probably like Nelly or like Fifty Cent, or or Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> Wayne for sure. Classic. Yeah, classic Wayne. Dedication, Wayne. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Jay Z was a big one because you know, like, uh, it's what the one thing that's uh, common in a lot of rappers who are first starting out. They sound like somebody, mm-hmm. right? They're sounding like somebody, that, and that's a regular yeah. creative process because you're trying to imitate them and then find your own voice yeah, and you develop your own voice. Was there somebody that you or maybe people said you sound like this or you felt like you were modeling after or using as a model? So basically some of my inspirations as far as music goes are like, um, I really like Justin Timberlake and like Michael Jackson and uh, I really... Yeah, nice. Cuddy. Cuddy is like my favorite artist of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are probably like three people that if anyone says, yo, you kind of sound like that person on a song, then I'd be like, okay, you know what? Maybe that's what it was. But as far as like this project goes, I didn't really, it was just off of vibes and how I felt, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you're messing around with it, but a situation sure. made you uh, decide like, all right, I need to get this out. Is that correct? Or, um, so, or what happened? So basically, um, with my first song ever, which was Sunset, mm-hmm. um, basically, I just- That was re- the first song that you ever First recorded. song ever recorded. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Thank you, man. So There wasn't a bunch that you just recorded that- No, that was the that first That didn't one. make it anywhere or anything like that? Not at all. That was literally the first one, aside from like Sweeter Man, but that doesn't really count because I was like on The remix libs. of a Ram Riddle Sweeter Man or- Yeah, oh, I was okay. like on AdLibs and stuff, so it doesn't really count. Okay. You know what I mean? So aside from that, and aside from like P2P and stuff like that, I I didn't really ever touch music ever, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so Sunset was like the first thing that I was ever putting out into the world, you know? Um, I wasn't even supposed to put it out into the world. Like I was just sending it to a friend, you know? And um, then I was, rec- I recorded this song with, with Yegin because mm-hmm. he came to my office and we recorded this song together. Mm-hmm. And then he sent it to the other producer. He was like, yo, what do you think of this? You know, he's like, he's not going to drop it or anything. But what do you think? He, and then the other producer was like, yo, that's hard. You need, you guys need to drop that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, I don't know if I'm because this wasn't what it was supposed to be. You know, and then we dropped it. 20,000 plays first day. I was like, damn. On SoundCloud? Yeah. Wow. I was like, damn, like. Maybe. And how did it get to that? Because of your following from I guess so Degrassi yeah. and all that. Yeah, it was yep. like a shock to people. They were like, "Oh, this guy's out here making music like that." Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember the first time I played it for the, for MJ, he was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, no. See, the first time we played it, we were sitting in the car, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, this is what this guy's on already." Like he said, he just started making music. Like my beats are trash compared to this, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even want to pull out any beats. Like, I had beats, but, like, I was just like, nah, I'm not pulling out any beats right now. We just need to, like, sit down and just cook something from the start. And then, yeah, so I was just, I heard Sunset. I was like, wow, like, I need to work with him. Baby, I want Sunset. All alone, having fun, yeah. It's for inspire you to step up to level up as a producer yeah because yeah. i was like like be, before that there was it, it didn't just happen like that like we linked up um he showed me sunset and then it was like a week or two that went by or like a week or something like that and we linked up and in that week i was like practicing my soul out on like trying to like make my beats like <laughs> you know the shit so like um yeah so when we linked up i had like samples ready i had everything ready so that we can we can work or whatever, right? So he doesn't fucking make fun of you and like clown you. No, nah, he like, would never. <laughs> he would never do that, anyways. But I mean, like, I would just push him to like. Yeah, like you know, and, and but I also wanted him to take me seriously, like from the start. I didn't want him to think I was just like on some, you know, little little stuff. So, mm. um, yeah, sunset like really made me step my game up too, for sure. 
That's because he produced with you and yeah. Time for Me and what else? She worked. She worked. Who produced Sunset? Sunset was Yegan in One Mind. Yeah. Okay, so they gave you a beat before even, or how did you get a beat from them before you even put anything out? Literally, it was just like, you know, um, it just happened. I don't, I don't even know how it happened exactly. Mm-hmm. It was so long ago, but I was like, damn, you know, conjured. It, yeah, it just conjured itself. Hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, so, you know, you're doing the whole acting role, the whole Degrassi. How many times are you getting this whole Drake comparison? You must be getting that if you're not getting that already. Oh, it's, uh, you know, it's become <laughs> a thing. You know, I'm used to it. Um, but How does it, like, what What are your responses or reactions or what are your thoughts about that? Like, you know, sometimes yeah. people are like, yo, you look like Drake. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like, but I, I don't really understand why people feel like it's necessary to say I look like somebody. You know, like, it's not, how is that going to, like, change my day? You know, but at the end of the day, if somebody says I sound like him or make music like him, I'll be like, geez, like, that's an honor, you know? Like, that's mm-hmm. the, that, that's a compliment to say I sound like, like, I'm putting out Greatest music. that's musician yeah. in music right now. Exactly, you, you know? know? Mm. Yeah, and also, like, the, the career path as well, too, right? The exactly. Acting, the Degrassi, and then. It's just inevitable that people are going to say that because we started from the same place. Yeah. On the same show. Yeah. So it's only like it's it's inevitable that people are going to say that. Is, is it also benefits to that as well too? Because what Drake has accomplished and where he's come from, like you know, he was the first one, so he may have been discounted in the beginning. Yeah. Right now that he's fucking killed it, like maybe p- people can have that perception. Okay, let's give this guy a chance. You know, he's not like you know, because Drake has said that you're like, oh, they might treat you a little bit seriously or give you an open mind or whatever a, or no. It's a, you know, it's um. It's definitely one of those things where um, it could work out either in a like in a positive way or a negative way. Like people, he set the bar so high, yeah, in a sense where this guy is like the the biggest thing in music, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like if I'm trying to like the bar is just really high as far as <laughs> really, really not only yeah, yeah. You know? for, every, so for like, anybody <laughs> for anybody like yeah, yeah, you know. So it's. Uh, yeah, I forget where I was going with that, but yeah, the bar is really high. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna probably get a, a bunch. You're gonna keep continuing to get that. Oh, of course, for the yeah. rest of my life. I'm I'm prepared for. I dyed yeah. my hair. I was like, let me just switch it up. You know, like <laughs> let me just try something different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you look like Dennis Rodman or Chris Brown now. And I'm like, come on, man, I can't win. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or oh, didn't, didn't didn't get Frank Ocean too? Oh, I got Frank Ocean. Frank too. Ocean. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, enough yeah. times. I'm like, what the hell, man? Can't win. <laughs> okay, so there's a couple of tweets that you tweeted out. I, I go, I went through your tweets, and I want you to expand on these tweets. Okay. Because you're excited about you know what you're doing today, and you know it seems like you're kind of distancing yourself from the acting thing, or no? Yes. Uh, well, I'm waiting for a nice role to come along that I, one that I feel passionate about. Mm. You know, because like for the last 23 years of my life, I've literally been living like just for just to do things just to do them you know like i wasn't living with the right mindset in a sense where i wasn't thinking about just the the passion of the role mm-hmm. i was thinking about how much money i could make off of it or i was thinking about everything but the passion you know so when i started making music i was literally just doing it for the passion i wasn't doing it for the money mm-hmm. i didn't expect a crazy like mm-hmm. income off of it right away so i wasn't you know I, I wasn't really expecting anything but as far as acting goes um, I just feel like I'm just waiting for the right role. The right role. So you're not, you know, 
if it comes along, the right thing comes along, you're gonna. Oh, absolutely! I'll, I'll, anything that I feel passionate. It can about. only help you too in all areas. Exactly. You have a big, bigger platform, so on and so forth. Look Why at not? look at Childish Gambino. Like that's <laughs> ideally who I aspire to be. Like yeah, in a sense, well, not aspire to be, but in a sense where like he inspired me. You know to yeah. to. You can't to do you, all those things. You don't have to be boxing anymore. Exactly. Mm. But so, but you tweeted, "I just want my old life back." What do you mean by that, then? Honestly, like yeah. now that I think back about that tweet, I'm like, I really don't. <laughs> you know, um, everything happened for a reason. You know, all the friends that came and left happened for a reason. It made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. You know, if I wanted my old life back, I clearly wasn't happy at that point in time. I was kind of sad or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was uh, what I meant by it. I was just in my feelings, and I was just like, "Damn, like I just miss everybody." You know, I miss everybody. Yeah. Has those moments. There's, there's, but yeah, there's the moments. Even though it's the old life, or it wasn't good for you, but yeah. there's something those that's familiar, you, comfortable about. Exactly. You know. Like you could just think, "Damn, I missed my times with those people," mm-hmm. or I miss, you know, I miss that crowd of people, or I miss, you know, hanging around, hanging around with people. Mm. I miss, I miss, you know, hanging out with my friends like we used to before we had responsibilities, before we were 25 years old and trying to figure out our lives, mm-hmm. you know, before we didn't have time for each other, before some of our friends went off and got married and forgot about us. You know what I mean? Like before that kind of stuff, I miss mm-hmm. my old life. I miss the memories that I've had with those people. The good times that you had. Yeah. Uh, you also tweeted, I thank God every day for the struggle. Yeah. In a sense where... It made me who I am, you know, the struggle. Like if I wasn't, if I wasn't, you know, struggling, I probably wouldn't appreciate what's to come. You know, it, it helps humble me. It helps teach me like, you know, everything's leading up to something. You know, if I didn't have a struggle, I wouldn't know how to, like, I wouldn't know how to, you know, maintain the, the success when it comes. Yeah, mm. you, It's really important, isn't it? Of course, you know, without struggle, you know you don't know how to you don't know how to keep things you don't know how to like you know attain something it just happens like you know? when you work for something it's like you appreciate it you appreciate it it's yours you know what you put into it to get mm. that you know your if your parents hand you a hundred dollars like you can go and spend it in like a minute where if you work for that hundred dollars you're gonna be like stingy with it you know you're just gonna be like oh i'll buy a bagel today mm. you know i don't know it's like my mindset of thinking. So, Sonic, can you share with us a, like uh, a struggle story uh, that maybe one of your lowest moment in your creative journey that uh, you were lost, and when you came out of it, you saw the uh, you know you saw how it made you appreciate stuff or change you for the better. Can you share a specific story moment in time um, with us? Jeez, where do I begin? I've definitely had a lot. Like, there's been times where I was going through stuff, like, every day. You know, I was talking to this guy. This guy's been, like, my therapist for, like, the longest time, you know? And um, I can't pinpoint one exact time, but we were in L.A. at one point in time. And um, I believe it was the time we were making our project. And Before I, was, I met you? Uh, no, it was actually a Midsummer's Daydream. Okay. And I was, like, promoting my show or whatnot. And it was just like it was in, in LA or or this yeah in LA okay I was promoting this show coming up and I was just like reaching out to people okay. you know and so you were in LA promoting this Toronto show that's coming yeah up. and even okay. when I came back you know yeah. yeah yeah it was just like 
the reciprocity of the energy that I've given to a lot of people wasn't there, you know? So I was like, damn, it's like that, you know? Like, I'm not the type of person to, like, get salty, but when I'm in a relationship with somebody, like, or a friendship with somebody, I give my everything to them, you know? So if it's half-assed back to me, I'm like, okay, you know what? It's not the same level. We're not putting it in the same level, so I'm going to remove myself from the situation, mm -hmm. you know? So I believe in, like, equal relationships and two-way streets, so if the energy is not being reciprocated, I'm not going to keep on wasting my time or my energy into it. You know, mm -hmm. if there's no respect, if there's no, you know, understanding of what we're doing for each other or whatever, then why should I keep on putting energy into that or stressing over that? You know, I just know when the tables turn, it's not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, you know, you thought you're putting your all into uh, the relationships or friends or whatever and when it came time for you to ask for something because relationships are give and take of course the, that wasn't there you're like then you saw the true nature of I saw the true colors you know like I was I was waiting on people to to really show me what they were about you know um, yeah and so how does that feel when you when you are surprised like that honestly I just I've turned to, you know, um, to prayer a lot, to be honest. Like, I pray whenever I feel like like I question things, you know, and then, um, you know, it, it helps me get through a lot. It helps me get through everything, really. Like, I've turned to prayer for whatever I need to, you know, or I've turned to conversations with people that I trust. And I only have really this guy. I don't know why I'm saying people. It's really just this guy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, pretty much like that's just how I get through things now. Well, just this guy, can you, you so you're telling this guy information, maybe you, you're not comfortable with your parents or your sister. This guy knows everything about me. Okay. Literally everything. So okay. if somebody wants to hit this guy up with a large amount of money <laughs> and say, yo, give me everything you have yeah. on Saudin. Yeah. So yeah. you're vulnerable to him. I'm, I'm vulnerable to everybody that, I well, talk to, but like a, a trust where it's like it's respect yeah. and trust. Yeah, like yes. you would never, it it would never be betrayed. So that's why you trust that person with everything, yeah. mm -hmm. for sure. And he's never used anything that I've told him against me. No, that's not. You know, like when somebody gets into an argument with somebody and they pull some childish shit, like oh yeah, da, da, da. Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh okay, I'm never telling you anything again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's never done that. So so how does you said he turned to prayer? How does it help you? It helps me because, like, whenever I'm stressed, it helps me me meditate, you know, and calm down. Helps calm my, my heart levels or even, you know, whether it's, like, you know, I might turn to something else, like, you know, just yeah. chilling or whatnot. But, yeah. I understand. Or, and working out helps a lot, too. Mm -hmm. Eating healthy, you know, like, whatever it is. That's it. How did, how, and how does this affect you, then, towards new relationships? New relationships, it, yeah. it just helps me be aware of the signs, you know, seeing them earlier and mm -hmm. really stopping them before they get too too crazy, you know. Uh, you, I feel like a lot of people, um, I feel like a lot of people don't really give respect. They just expect it. You know, a lot of people feel like, oh, uh, I deserve respect because of who I am or yeah. because of what I what I do or because of no I I feel like we live in a world where we, there's a lot of people you have to give what you want to get you know if you want respect you have to give respect you like people feel so entitled for things nowadays mm -hmm. that's actually something the next thing I hate waiting and I hate entitlement yeah I hate waiting on people who feel like they're entitled to things
Mm, so those are connected. Mm -hmm. You're not saying you're you're impatient overall in total because you do have to be patient in 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 life overall in your career of course i've I've, i'm 25 i've been pretty patient with my career you know i haven't gotten to where i want to be yet Mm -hmm. and patience has really allowed me to like keep on working keep on trying to get to where i need to get you know Mm. um i wonder though you you must have moments when you see you know a lot of people are blowing up or a lot of uh, artists from here are coming up where you're like yo when is my time coming have you ever asked those questions like when is my time coming when am i you know like or no honestly like you know i have i have faith you know i believe in like i believe in myself you know if somebody else blows up before i do it's probably because they work harder than me and it just means that my work ethic you know it needs to be upped you know i need to work on myself it doesn't mean that what i'm doing right now is bad it doesn't mean that it's not good enough just means that somebody else may have caught the attention of somebody else like you know, it's just about life. It's just, that's how life is. That's how life pans itself out to be, you know? Um, I know that if I'm happy with whatever I'm putting out into this world, if he's happy with whatever he's putting into this world, then we're good. You know, we're doing our parts. Mm-hmm. Whoever chooses to listen, whoever chooses to love our music, you know, it's it's music. You can pick and choose what you want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I just feel like whoever blows up deserves it. And I, I live by this saying, it's uh, what what comes easy won't last and what lasts won't come easy. You know, and like my family, like when we were when we were growing up, you know, we didn't have a lot. But when we when we started, like, you know, attaining all the things that our family put our minds to, it's it's been able to, you know, have longevity. It hasn't it's not something that's came and left. Mm-hmm. You know, can you share some examples of like what? Yeah, so basically, what, what your family worked for. Basically, you know, we we started off in like a one bedroom apartment, like me, and my sister, my mom, my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we had a two bedroom, and then a three bedroom, and then a four. You know, and I, we haven't gone down; we've only just gone up. You know, it's because what, like I said, what comes easy won't last, and what lasts won't come easy. And those are things that they, those are goals that they set their minds to. Those are sacrifices that they made for us to get to where they needed to to where they needed to be, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by by that. Yeah, I think I saw like a clip like from years ago that you said uh, at that time, this like five years ago that uh, your one of your main motivations was to make your parents happy. Yeah, is that still one of your main motivations? Um, I mean. Yes, it's always going to be pretty motivation. bad if you said no, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I almost have to say yes. <laughs> no, I mean, like, in a sense where yeah. I, I make my parents happy and proud every day now, you yeah. know, by by doing what what makes me happy makes them happy. My parents are, like, super supportive of me, and I couldn't be more grateful for that. Like, I wonder, what do they think about this music thing? Because, you know, certain parents, uh, you know. So, basically, yeah, my yeah. dad is a huge, like, part of, like, my music. Like, this whole project, The Midsummer's Daydream, like... He was like a big part of it in a sense where he so? he would give us the green light on songs like not really but he would just say yo I feel like this should be changed mm-hmm. I feel like this could be like this you know so he was a part of it so he's he's just happy to be a part of it he's happy like this whole project has no swearing on it you know like I made mm-hmm. that so that when we listen to music we don't have to hide things you know like I can play you a song, I could play you a song, I could play you a song, and then you could go and play that for your family. You could p- play that for your parents without feeling like I have to turn down a part. Or, you know, I have to pause it here. I have to stop the song here. You know? 
I want to play stuff. I want to make stuff so everybody could hear we it. We can play our music at family functions. Yeah. You know, like... You don't have to worry about, you know, inappropriate, vulgar language. You just mm-hmm. listen to music for what it is. And I feel like if you make music without, you know, um, explicit language, you really have, you really have something, mm-hmm. you know, to capture the same feeling that you could capture with that language. Without you know? fillers. Exactly. Like, yeah. It, it, is it, cha- it challenges you to be more creative, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, because you know saying the f word and, and on all that is like you're just filling in the space that you couldn't put like for other words you know like exactly. that's really what swearing is you know it's an expressive motion but or yeah. emotion but hmm. i literally went from swearing five songs out of seven yeah on my last project to like not swearing at all and it's not like we didn't try it we just like it just happened like that like we didn't try not to swear on the project. it just happened Really? Yeah. We just had so much How like so? we How had we had like material. We just had like thoughts and stuff that we wanted to get out onto this project that we didn't need fillers, you know? Like, it it's actually crazy cuz this project like we didn't really write it. It just like yeah, freestyled into existence. Yeah. Like literally he was making the beats. Like this whole project was him making the beats me being like yo i fucks with that you know like yeah. that's hard and then me coming and just freestyling some melodies hmm. you know i probably have like probably like 30 hours of freestyles and melodies on my phone oh just, yeah just of me trying to just feel a vibe on some beats that he's making you know and then i'd be like okay cool like pull up the 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 mic and like the recording and stuff like that we'll just do it in fl studio bounce it over to logic afterwards and then just literally come back home and re-record it yeah. at DFs and just hmm. that's where the magic happens and that's why we don't stress when we're doing it because we know it's this is not better. the final product yeah like it's gonna sound a lot better once we actually like get it mixed in but sometimes it's hard sometimes we're like yo this is hard yeah yeah and we think that it's yeah. at its prime but really like we're like damn like this is only gonna get better yeah yeah cause people don't realize the average consumer doesn't realize all goes into one song exactly you know, how much work no exactly. for sure right you know how many like mixes like bounces of songs you get like in your notes you have like five six different versions of the same song like just because every time it gets better and you do like you want to hear the newest mm. you don't want to hear like your last version just because you don't have it or whatever like mm. you want to hear the newest stuff so exactly so can you tell me what has been inspiring you lately in um, anything just anything that's like gets you excited and inspiring you provides you fuel um what inspires me is more so you know just the smile smiles that this music brings to people you know i remember like one of the most inspiring things for me was my niece and my nephew just like they came up to me and they were like we love sunset and like the road those are like we love those songs you know so i was like man let me make some more songs that they can listen to and show their friends and stuff like that you know like one day I want to be able to put my niece and nephews or my nieces and nephew through like, you know, school and stuff like that. I want to make sure they're good. Like that's what's inspiring me to make a, a better life for like people, whether it's me helping them or me helping them through music. Mm. Amazing. And what about you, MJ? Honestly, in terms of inspiration, like I just make what like my mood is like whatever I'm feeling at the time. If I'm feeling down, I, I'll make something that's like downbeat. Like it's like it's a it's a harder song, like darker type stuff. If I feel like happy, I just you know, 
did something great or whatever i'll make something you know a beat i'll make a, a happier song and i'll probably send it to this guy because he, like, mm-hmm. he likes that type of stuff so i like happy songs yeah <laughs> like i like them because like even when i'm down when you make happy songs they somehow put you in a happy mood yeah and then when you keep on listening to them and you make happier music you become a happier person it's so crazy that's what music's supposed to do you know it's supposed to make you feel a certain way even when you're not like when you're originally go into it if you're feeling sad you want to leave that song happy you know mm-hmm. like therapy is therapeutic yeah, yeah. right it's therapeutic because i feel like you know like when people make a lot of sad songs and stuff like that it leaves the world sad yeah. you know because it just floods the airwaves with sad music like and then people start feeling like they relate to everything sad that happens to them you know they start feeling like oh i'm i relate to everything you know and then that's when everyone gets sad Mm. So if I could flood the world with happy music, that'd be great. I'll get happy, man. Let's get happy. Uh, so uh, we're wrapping up the interview. Perfect. Uh, anything Thank else you. that you want to say to the people who are listening right now, your supporters, and also the new people who've never heard of you? What would you like to say? Last um, thoughts. I just want to say that um, first and foremost, I'm very appreciative for you guys having me today. Me and MJ. Yes. Um, I just wanted to say that um, I appreciate everyone who's listened to any of my projects, our projects, whether it be Before I Met You or A Midsummer's Daydream. Um, I'm excited for you guys to hear us grow and just to continue to put out good music. Um, And I want you guys to all come out to the show Friday, September 1st. Uh, And if not, you guys could definitely catch the next one. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. I just want to say thank you for everything. Thank you guys, for sure. Definitely. And I'm excited to show you what we have in store for the yeah. for music from, from us. I'm excited for, your, for you guys' future, man. Thank it's already so a bright future. Like The music is already taken off. You know how many artists got to put out multiple projects to get any attention at all? Thank so... Uh, much success for the future. I'm excited for the show. Thank you so much. I can't yeah. wait to see you guys and, there. And, and yeah. Thank you for coming on the Come Up Show. Thank you so much. Oh. Thank, thank you, you for having us. What did you guys think of my interview with Sodden and MJ on the Come Up Show podcast? If you're listening to this on SoundCloud and you're a brand new listener to the Come Up Show, we are on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Make sure you subscribe. The link is in the description. We make it super easy for you guys. You can also head to thecomeupshow.com backslash podcast check out our hundreds of interviews i'd recommend starting out with sean leon myrna wyclef jean just go through it and subscribe and please share guys we need you guys to share and rate us on itunes as well too because that's how we can get increase and go up in the charts and get an even higher quality guest Yo, for the next podcast, I'm, I'm excited to announce that we're going to be working with SoundCloud. SoundCloud contacted us to make a podcast on the Come Up Show. Excited for you guys to hear this. I am not 100% sure when we're releasing it next week. Please be patient with us. It'll be worth the wait. I'm excited, y'all. It's your boy, Chato, signing out. Peace. Peace.